Welcome to the Dose of Good podcast, where I share with you good people and organizations doing good things. In our worlds, we constantly hear about the bad and negative things that go on, and I think we should hear more about the good happening every day that isn't shared or talked about as much. I will be featuring nonprofit organizations and the individuals who help them to be a success. I would also love to celebrate good people doing good and kind things on their own. If you know of anyone, send them my way. Now, let's get into today's episode. with Jennifer Geary, Special Programs Manager from Big Brothers Big Sisters, and Casey Leffler, who is the Mentor 2.0 Program Coordinator. So I wanted to start by having you tell me about kind of the mission of Big Brothers Big Sisters, and then maybe a little bit about Mentor 2.0 and their mission and how that's maybe a little bit different. So, yeah, so um, thank you for having us. We're really excited. Um, You know, since 1966, Big Brothers Big Sisters has been changing lives from one friendship to another. Um, Mentoring gives youth the inspiration and confidence to achieve their dreams. It provides parents with a network of support and offers volunteers opportunities to make a difference in someone's life just by um, having connections, having those conversations. Um, So, you know, the goal is to get every child matched with a mentor here in New Hampshire. Um, And we have several different programs to provide that for the kids. Um, Yeah, I think that's um, one big thing I wanted to like state. Um, We have a you know, a community-based program that is, you know, where you physically kind of meet the child at their home, pick them up and take them out and do um, activities within your own community. And um, from then, you know, conversations build and you learn more about the child in a in a deeper way. And um, you can have those more fulfilling um, conversations through like fun activities. Um, and then we have our, you know, our site-based programs, which take place within the school or at a workplace. And that um, gives a child, a, you know, a different perspective of having the mentor come to their school and support them in, you know, peer relationships, academic building, um, just like day-to-day kinds of things that, that happen within the district. Um, So those are two main programs that um, are established right now. And there's different like caveats of it, of each one, like our Mentor 2.0 program, which, you know, Casey can talk about because he's in it every single day. (laughs) Um, So Mentor 2.0 is a technology enhanced one-to-one mentoring program that takes place um, within the school year. Um, right now we're currently in one high school in Manchester and um, the kind of goal of it is to basically prepare youth for whatever lies ahead of them um, in high school and then down the road um, after graduation for like post-secondary planning um, 
whether it be if they want to go to college, if they want to go to trade school, or if they just want to graduate and get a job, our real goal is to just make sure they're equipped. Um, the New Hampshire Department of Education, uh, numerous districts throughout the state, um, even us, we recognize there's a significant gap um, between the planning process. Um, yes, there's services in place, but nothing really kind of focuses and really hones in on it, like what they need to be doing. Um, so what we started out doing last year was, you know, we got the kids matched up and we, we partnered with another affiliate who kind of provided us the curriculum and the platform itself. And it was just pretty like, you know, the first year is working on relationship building, kind of getting into the program. The second year is looking at the relationship a little bit more, deepening it, and then kind of starting to explore what you want to do after high school. Junior year, it really picks up in the sense that um, you're actually like really putting the steps into place of, hey, I'm going to be doing this, so this is what I need to do, X, Y, and Z. And then starting to like goal plan for that with the, with the help of your mentor, um, looking at different colleges if that's what you want to do, uh, learning about FAFSA, scholarships. Um, there's just so many different components of it. And then your senior year is like pretty much putting everything into practice. Like you've narrowed down your college, you're going to apply to it, um, you're going to do your FAFSA, you're going to do all your college essays if you want to do that. You're going to do job applications if you decide to do that route. Um, but along the way, you're going to have the help of your 2.0 coordinator. You're going to have the help of your mentor. And what we've really found out is you're going to have the help of your peers in the classroom too. So it's like you're kind of getting hit from all angles of support. Um, and I think the another cool component of it is that um, <clears throat> in, in what we noticed last year was that while the post-secondary planning process is really cool, um, some of these kids need help with just the simpler things of life skills, social skills. So Jen and I work really hard to kind of bring that, fold that into the program too. So we you know we have a lesson like on self-advocacy skills. Um, we have a we have a lesson on conducting an interview. Just I mean not necessarily a job interview, but just interviewing skills in general. Um, we did a section last year like on public speaking the kids hated it <laughs> because they don't do it often but I mean they saw the benefit of it of getting in front of a crowd and talking mm-hmm. um, so I mean we, we we have the ability to kind of mold the curriculum and the units to what the kids need and there's been weeks where we realize okay this doesn't resonate with the kids so we switch it around or we come back to it in a different way so it's pretty customizable um, we've had pretty good input from the kids that we had last year who um, it's kind of funny because we were kind of like uh, they're really into it and whatnot and then after the summer them being gone they're eager to come back to class um, and it, they kind of had a different mindset in the sense that a lot of more I would say more mature um, and actually like, okay, this class really did help me. And they're probably some of the biggest advocates for us in the school. Like if there's other kids who are like knocking it or like on the fence about it, they're the ones going out and like speaking on behalf of it. Like you need to do this program. Like I was in it last year. This is how I've benefited from it. You're gonna get a mentor. You're gonna get mentoring in the classroom. We have a nice little safe space community that we can all rely upon each other. So um, yeah, I mean, you think about like building upon those like, 
four years that you're in the program, you're, you're with the same kids all four years. So you essentially build another like peer group at the high school that maybe you, you know, wouldn't make connections on your own with. Um, so yeah, like Casey said, it's like a safe space for them to kind of learn about each other and learn about themselves. Um, and it's really exciting to see them actually um, put the curriculum that we're learning to use and like think ahead for their future. Um, and their mentors too are gonna be seeing it like as each year kind of progresses how this child matured from you know a sophomore to junior to senior. It's, it's so crazy to look at um, young youth and adolescents that change that they go through from freshman to senior it's it's dramatic and you know there's a lot of big choices that they have to make but it's really cool to have a mentor by your side to kind of help you um, learn about those choices maybe like explore something that the mentor did when they were a kid and they can give them advice on maybe not taking that route or let's seeing where that takes you um, so there really is this great back and forth that the mentors can have with their um, mentee and that real life talk that a lot of the kids are kind of looking for it's not your generic classroom setting um, they mm -hmm. do get grades they do get credit for the course um, we are credited by learn everywhere through the department of education so that was really exciting to get that um, yeah it's just a different type of learning that we're we're providing these kids to to get that's great to hear too that the students came back after the first year and saw the benefit of the program to the point that they're now shouting out the program to other students mm -hmm. and saying how great it is yep. i think that's wonderful so if someone wanted to get involved with Big Brothers Big Sisters, whether it be the more traditional route or Mentor 2.0, how do they go about doing that? Oh, you can simply go to our website, um, BigBrothersBigSistersOfNewHampshire.org. Um, there's a bunch of different tabs, but you'll see one to volunteer, and you can fill that out, and that um, gets your name to our enrollment queue. And then we can kind of find out what sector you're interested in um, in applying for. You know, if it's the community-based program, it's if it's Mentor 2.0, or perhaps you learn about, you know, each program and that isn't for you at this moment, um, but you want to be a donor or you want to um, provide a match activity for the matches um, that, that are currently matched. And, you know, so we kind of learn about the volunteer in that way and you know help them zone in on where they they would like to help okay and could you talk a little bit about your backgrounds and how you got involved with big brothers big sisters yeah. do you want to go first you want me to oh it's pretty long <laughs> um, so anyhow um, I got involved um, after about 20 years of various career choices uh, I found myself in a position where I was kind of tired of the monotony and my wife actually stumbled upon an ad for a mentor two mentor 2.0 coordinator position and she's like this is right up your alley you have experience in the school you've always liked helping people she was i think you really should apply to it and i was like eh. i was kind of dragging my feet but then i did it and lo and behold i i got a phone call we'd love to interview you and i i still found out about this a few months ago that they all thought i was a girl just based upon my name, so that they were excited, and then I got on an interview, and I'm a guy. Um, so that kind of threw a little shift in things, but um, just did the interview process, and I, then I, 
I accepted to this position. I thought, you know what, I do think this is a good fit. Um, with my experience in the schools and juvenile justice and all these different components, like I, I feel like I can really give back. And I accepted, and then we, needless to say, got right to work. Yeah. And it was a mad rush for, a, yeah. what, five months? Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, the Mentor 2.0 um, program has been talked about for years. Um, we had our generic kind of... I don't want to say generic, that's not the right word, but we've had our, our workplace programs, um, but we really found a hole with high school students and, you know, as they were matched as like middle schoolers, um, they somewhat fell off after 15, 16, and um, we didn't know why that was, and applications-wise for kids, we didn't get a lot of, you know, 15, 16, 17-year-old applicants to apply for the program, but end of the day those are a chunk of the kids that really need support because they're going to be making these like big decisions um so we thought you know being in the high school is kind of let's see what we can do there and provide mentor services for high school students um so i primarily joined with big brothers big sisters i'll be it'll be 10 years in february um so I've, i've done a little bit of everything throughout the agency and um I think, you know, the the coolest part is just seeing a match grow and seeing how they they started off as, you know, a nine-year-old where they were going bowling and swimming and playing basketball. And then now they're kind of driving a car, applying for jobs. Like that whole process was, it it really tears my heart. It was, was, it's really awesome to see. And so my original position I was a match support specialist where they would um, you know I would check in with my matches every month and just hear about um, how everybody was doing I had this caseload of about 80 matches and you know every month I had to check in with these people and be that third person kind of mediator to make sure things in the match are are going well Um, I think that's a cool thing too about about the program is like you're not once you're a mentor you don't just we don't just like say good luck and um, you know good luck having conversations with your little. We're not. Um, we're, we're very hands on and we do check in with you every single month to make sure that you know you're feeling secure that you know your role in the match um, so you know some things that are going on in the child's life that they might not be discussing. Um, the interview process kind of goes deep into that Um, we do interview the child and we do interview the mentor and we really try to find um, the the best match Um, so along my almost 10 years of being at Big Brothers Big Sisters I've I've taken a part of you know being a match support and then I started doing the enrollment process and onboarding you know volunteers and littles Um, and then now I've kind of siphoned into like the school-based programs where um, I, I work within the schools and kind of find um, districts who want to have the, the program within their school, whether we pair it with an after-school program or the mentor comes in during the lunch and recess period. Um, COVID, definitely. We took a hit um, during COVID, and, um, you know, our high school base program kind of fell off a little bit, but we're slowly getting back in there. And I think our Mentor 2.0 program is the one that will kind of get us back into di- different districts throughout the state, which is our big goal. Um, so yeah, I, I, I 
can't say enough good things about Big Brothers Big Sisters. It's it's been my my whole career since you know college essentially. That's great. Yeah. So what would you say is the most challenging part of your job and the most rewarding part of your job? Most rewarding is just, like I said, like seeing the matches come to fruition and seeing like the kids really welcome their mentor into their lives. Um, you know, I always tell volunteers, it's it's not just you and your mentee. It's like the parent is involved as well. Um, so it's like all three of these people kind of working together to build up this child and give them as many connections as possible, as many experiences as possible. I mean, we have kids that like have never been to like the seacoast where they're like more inland New Hampshire um, suburbs kind of thing. And then they go to the seacoast, they have a full day at the beach um, in Portsmouth. And, you know, I get to call them and say, you know, how was your visit with your mentor? And they, they ramble on about like how fun it was, the drive, to like the seacoast was fun it's just all those little things I think that's the most rewarding part is just seeing um how blended the 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 parties can all become and they actually like maybe all become family you know if you really put in a good effort um it, it can be this like lifelong friendship and you can you know watch this child grow who's now your own succeed have some failures you know make big choices and you'll be there for kind of every step of the way just supporting them and um you know helping them along the way i would say that you know i think the coolest thing i've seen is just uh all the skill stuff we talked about and actually seeing the kids put into practice um you know the critical thinking skills the self-advocacy like last year they were just kind of on the fence about it and just kind of timid and now it's like you know what, I, I can do this myself. I I can talk to these people. Um, I have the power to, like, choose my destiny. Mm-hmm. So I think that's been, like, having the kids last year that were, like, constantly talking to me and stuff. And I, I, I love that part. But, like, now it's, like, seeing them kind of take a step away and just kind of figuring stuff out on their own. So while we don't have the one-on-one conversations, like, it's growth. So I'm really happy with that. So Yeah. I'm trying to think of the most difficult part. I think... For me, the most difficult part is just for us to um, getting mentors. I think that's the hardest part. Yeah. Um, it's it's not a huge time commitment, but I mean, my, my I, myself right now, I I couldn't be a mentor. I just don't have the time. Yeah. I got two kids. I'm working. It's just like having the time to do it. So I think that's one of the biggest challenges we face is just you know we have people that come through and they really are into it, and then it's like. Uh, I just, I can't make the commitment to it. So, I mean, it's, life happens, so. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely say, like, we, we just did our big um, campaign for getting 250 bigs in 50 days. Mm-hmm. Um, a real push for, for mentors because, yeah, that is something that's lacking within our program. We have all these um, children that inquire to and all these families that inquire to be in the program um, and they end up sitting on the waiting list for, you know, maybe three months, maybe, maybe a year. Um, so it really depends, but the more, the more volunteers we have to um, apply, you know, we can get those children matched as soon as possible. Um, I think the commitment to, I'll, yeah, I'll kind of echo what Casey said is like, it does have to be the, a good time for you to become a mentor. There's a lot of moving parts, but if you're, dedicated to you know being a volunteer and um being a part of this child's life then you know it 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 becomes easy it doesn't become work after a while 
there is like a, a learning process in the beginning because you're meeting a stranger for the first mm-hmm. time, you know, but, you know, if, if you really dedicate yourself for the first like six months, you're going to see that progression of like, oh, this kid really wants to see me or like we had an awesome car ride and we just talked or like, you know, now we're sharing our Spotify playlist and we're listening to the same types of musics together. Like it can be anything you want it to be as long as you, you know, put that effort and see that this like the end of the day, this child, no matter what they're going through, needs another support. Um, I think a lot of people think that the kids who apply to the program like have x y and z all these kind of like issues within the program and it's it's not that it's like we want to kind of diminish that stigma a little bit because it's just it's just a youth needing another person to talk to that's not their parent mm-hmm. um it's like we're kind of creating this like whole network of people that this child can rely on as they grow up and it's just one more person that they can you know look to um you know, have you ever thought about, like, who a mentor was in, in your life? I think back to, like, certain teachers, definitely, that stood out to me and that kind of thing. And I think it's really important that everybody has someone like that, that because, you know, it's, it's a different relationship than your parents. And it's sometimes you can go to them for things that maybe you couldn't go to for your parents, that kind of thing. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's as simple as that. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any particular success stories that stand out to you that you would want to share or? Oh, let me think. I mean, so off the top of my head, I have this one match. I have several different matches. They've all been success stories, I must say. They're all, they all have their own moments and it's like this ebb and flow of a relationship, just like a friendship. You're going to have these moments where we like can't talk to each other you know because things are busy or they're playing a sport or they have like birthday parties that they're going to at their friend's house but like at the end of the day you want your little to like be out there in the community trying these new things making peer connections and like having a social life um but one that kind of sticks out in my mind is um, right now, just like they're still matched today. They've only been matched for about two years. And um, he he's, he's a twin, so his sister is also in the program. But he was really kind of eager to be matched with a male mentor and um, get the attention from somebody else mm-hmm. because it was always shared with his twin sister. Um, and they started doing things simply, you know, I think playing football at the park. Um, they loved to go bowling and loved to go to the arcade. So the, the big was big on that. And he was also a gamer. So that's kind of like where they started off, um, doing things. And then, um, you know, the volunteer noticed little quirks with the child about kind of, um, being a know-it-all and like you know be like oh I know what you're talking about and he's like well do you really like let's just talk about this and he found by just by like having those conversations with his little it made him like made the little kind of think a little bit deeper about what he was saying and maybe he didn't know all the answers right then and there and he could learn from his mentor and then like you know the mentor noticed that like he was really timid on like you know putting himself out there with his friend group and um, trying these kind of new experiences just that like confidence he didn't have that confidence to um, just partake in certain things so slowly through each activity that they were doing 
um, you know, the, the mentor would have his little order his own food, like something simple as that. Like he ended up now he like orders his own food and orders the food for the big brother when they're like on getting pizza or then when they're ordering subs or something. And then, um, you know, they they went one big thing was they went to an amusement park and the little like didn't want to go on this ride at canopy it was like this big roller coaster and he's like all right we'll walk around and you know we'll we'll try other things and through just being with the volunteer and trying out all these other activities at the end of the day the little like got on the ride and had the time of his life and like didn't stop talking about it and it's like simple things like that that like you didn't realize would have a huge impact on the kid being like I just tried this like crazy roller coaster ride and I was with my big brother and now we're going to go try another amusement park in a couple weeks and um I think it was like the the mentor didn't realize like how him just being there and like you know giving him that little nudge to to try something new or to like step out of his comfort zone would really um resonate with the kid a little bit and he's only right now he's only in fourth grade so it's like he has such a long way to go um, but it's like these little moments, glimpse of like positive moments that the mentor is seeing that just kind of keeps him being like, this is this is great. Like, I can't wait to kind of push him further. Yeah. See what he can do. And that might seem like a small thing. But to me, it's not a small thing because that can be scary to go on a ride like that or that kind of thing. And the fact that he felt safe enough with this big that he got the courage to do that and then enjoyed it is just really nice to hear yeah so yeah. i mean i since my program's in its infancy i don't have any really awesome <laughs> success stories um but i do say that every other tuesday we have a staff meeting and we have like a little round table where everyone can just share a mission moment and it's just always pretty uplifting when people just say hey i talked to so-and-so and you know they're getting married or you know they it's 20 years down the road and they're still main, they're still talking to their mentor. Um, so, I mean, it's just little things like that that I think are really just cool. Um, just the relationships people build and then just maintain over the years. I think mm. it's, I just don't think you can get that anywhere else. So Yeah, you definitely always find somebody that has either been a mentor or has been a little or, like, has a child who has been in the program. Like, there's several, mo- like, families that come in and say that, like, I was a little when I was a kid and I love the program so much that, like, I want my child to experience that as well. And they're still, like, seeing their their mentor from now in adulthood, which is wild to me. Yeah, that's great. I've seen some of those, I think, on the website or the Facebook where it's like they started out when the kid was fairly young and then they continue that relationship into adulthood and throughout life and as you touched on, that's not something that is easy to find anywhere. And the fact that they're making those relationships Mm -hmm. is really incredible. So is there anything else about Big Brothers Big Sisters that we haven't touched on that you'd like to share? Um, Let's I mean, I right now is or the month of November is our thankful giving campaign that's going to be starting up soon. Um, And the whole premise is really thanking Um, all the mentors that you've had in your life and donating to our program services here so we can provide that for another child in New Hampshire. I think if you talk to anybody on the street and you ask them to really think about who a mentor, who has been a mentor to them in their life, um, 
it just brings back these like warm and fuzzy feelings and Mm -hmm. um, you're able to look back and say wow that person really did like make an impact because I'm talking about them right now and like um, you might not even realize like how important this person was to you Um, so that's what we really hope for we hope this campaign can just allow more New Hampshire youth to be matched um, and get you know every child a mentor because everyone needs it yeah yeah who should we have on as our next guest? What nonprofit, or if there's a particular person that's doing good things in the community? Oh, or that's a tough question. Not a tough question, but let me think about that. Um, I don't know. I know. I'm trying to think who we like pair well with, and who you know, been an advocate for you know, our program, and, um... After the fact, Jennifer thought of someone that she wanted to share, and that's Howard Brodsky from CCA Global. He has a workplace program and advocates for giving back to the community, has hosted events for Big Brothers Big Sisters, and she felt he would be someone good for us to have on for all he does throughout the community. So we will add... Howard to our list. The last question is what is the kindest thing you've ever witnessed or been a part of? I mean it's it's so easy to think of kind things that you see like on the street but mm-hmm. when, when you're asked it and you're like whoa let me think about that. Um, and if you can't pinpoint just one even just examples that come to your mind is perfectly fine. Yeah. I think it's always great when um especially in the high school when you see other kids sticking up for other kids I mean when they stick up for each other or they stick up for a certain belief um, I think that's really awesome to see that they have the the fortitude to take the stance and and more times than not help somebody out who may not be able to speak for themselves so we've seen that a few times in the school and it's just I mean I, I'm just reminded like why we're there like it just kind of reinforces everything so yeah yeah I mean I would say that you know a lot of our matches give back to the community um, and they try to volunteer within their own community and I have this one match that um, she's a Dover police officer um, so she's been matched in our bigs and badges program and um, every every um, like Thanksgiving kind of Christmas time they bake cookies because they love to bake cookies and they um, deliver it to local fire departments local hospitals for the nurses and um, you know other PDs around the community and I think the little at first didn't know why she was baking all these cookies but like now it's something they do every single year and it's like it it resonates with her and she's like oh we gotta we gotta like thank all these people that are helping us on our daily life and I think that was just something really cool that the big sister really implemented in the in the match yeah that's great yeah well thank you for sharing that and thank you for being here today I really appreciate it and I know personally all the great work that Big Brothers, Big Sisters, and Mentor 2.0 do, so I hope that this will get the word out there for you and maybe get you some new matches. So. Yes, yeah, thank, thank you. you for having us. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed learning more about Big Brothers, Big Sisters, and Mentor 2.0. 
I will include all of the information in the show notes as well as the YouTube description. And for those of you who aren't local to New Hampshire, I will also leave information on how you can become a big or a mentor in other areas of the country. I hope that listening to our conversation today has inspired you to get more involved in your community and to reach out and help others. I'm your host, Erin Rowe, and I'll talk to you soon.